to get into that too. We can get into everything you want to get into. I don't know how much I want to get into. I have so many questions about. Oh no. About meats. <laughs> I mean, I do too, frankly. I've been over here just stewing, just knowing that Andrew <laughs> won't let me ask ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, all right. We are live on the Gambit Stratagem podcast with our just our kind of blank, uh, kind of out of the box YouTube <laughs> channel in the back. So uh, if you're uh, to look? if you're watching wherever you want, <laughs> <laughs> you can look wherever you want. Just watch the TV. I'll put something on. No, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. In in uh, for for whatever reason, we had a really good really good setup going here and apple's decided they're not going to let me use my laptop to beam things to the screen and to uh use the iphone as a camera so you know you just can't have everything all at once um but we're at the gambit stratagem podcast between two snacks between two <laughs> special between two snacks edition uh with mr mike capizzi um you said my name wrong it's capizzi capizzi yeah. well that's why you're here <laughs> Uh, so Kelly always, Kelly likes to call you Capizza. Well, that was a nickname, so it's okay. Was so it a nickname? I have, the, I have the hard Z in my, in my brain. Just because it sounds that way, like he said it. <laughs> my dad's side actually does pronounce it that way, which is a little weird. Hmm. So I'm not that far off. No. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't, Generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, apologies. I didn't get our... Um, I didn't get our names entered in. You know, I was so preoccupied with like pulling up your uh, website and some other things that I didn't get your name. I've already got put it pulled on the up screen. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and throw that up there in a minute. But um, icebreaker, where did you get the the cute little guy from? I didn't. That oh. was just that there. Was there. It's yeah. one of my favorite logos. <laughs> well, and we'll uh, yeah, and we'll oh, we're gonna get into all that. Don't worry about that. But um, w- so we're kind of like. We've done the between the two racks, uh, like kind of interview series with some members, and it's it's really time consuming on the production side of things and and shooting and whatnot. And uh, I'm trying to be be more consistent with our our media, and I think that kind of talking to members is a super important part of what we do. And I find it really interesting because it's it's just cool to to talk to people outside of like a like a fitness class setting. So. Uh, Mike Capizzi, you've been a member for, I was going to look this up too, but I, f- I failed. How long have you been a member for? I don't know. I always say a couple Sean years, will, but I think it's Sean will pull it up. It's, it's been a minute. Am I, am I the Jamie to the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> sure. I don't know who that is, but me either. you're the, no, you, you may, he you, looks up anything that people want. Okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. No. Um, you may, uh, you might talk less, but you're the largest person on the, in the shot. If that helps. Like you look big. Oh, I've been putting on mass. Yeah, I've been like bulking. if you're if you're watching, you can tell how much larger Sean is than everyone else because of his bulking. <laughs> um, so Mike's been a member for some number of years. That that uh, Sean is looking up for us, and uh, thank you, sir. Uh, 10, 16, 2019. Oh, oh. two thousand nineteen. Okay, that's not as long as I would have thought. You just seem like such a staple. I might be that's wrong. still a good amount I'm, of time. I'm going to double yeah, check. That's four-ish years. That sounds about right. That's a good actually. chunk. Yeah. Um, and my, can wow. I can I ask? Are you willing to disclose your age on the on sure. the podcast? Forty-seven. Actually, I'll be forty-eight. A couple weeks. And you have uh, what, tell us about your your child family situation. Wife Jamie kids. been married for some time. Um, stepson. <laughs> I don't have details on that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a, not a, <laughs> I don't have details. <laughs> That's fine. Luke's our oldest. Uh, he's a stepson, though. He's my oldest. He's 24. And then together we have Dom and Ollie. Dom's a freshman, so he's 15, and Oliver's 10. Uh, That's the setup. So you're like what? So with some of the questions I sent you, like what I'm interested in, we've got to do the the obligatory kind of like CrossFit questions, and sure. I'll slide that over a little bit more for you. Um, how? What's your, what was your like fitness history? Like, did you play sports when you're a kid or because, yeah. and I'll preface that with like, you're a, you're a 47 year old guy 
you're you're quite fit you're um you know ab- above average body composition um in terms of like leanness and muscle and everything just from having seen you around the gym you have you have good performance you take care of yourself so i'm curious what your what your background is like i was i played everything as a kid yeah um didn't really focus in on anything year round like they do these days uh, it was just your typical seasonal whatever um but i guess as i got older i focused it, it's kind of weird i think back on this now um I was in the public school system at Lindbergh and the state had some weird funding issues when I was a freshman. So they cut a lot of the freshman sports and I was really undersized. I was, gosh, I think it was like 98 pounds, 4'11", going into high school. Really? (laughs) Super tiny. Yeah. And I wasn't going to make a JV level or varsity level, any sport. Um, So I I didn't think think about this in a long time. So I found the sport that needed players so there wasn't even really a tryout they just needed people it's yeah, good good strategy just, just a warm body <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i got into water polo and actually actually loved it played oh. it all four years and uh, so in high school my focus was more aquatic it was water polo swimming and in the spring i did volleyball and track were you oh wow a lot, a lot of stuff uh were you into swimming before that yeah so I, I grew up swimming um that's one of those things where I think you need to learn early on to get into it. Kind of like, in, uh, like, like in St. Louis. Are you kind of from St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. I'm from here originally. Okay. Uh, so yeah. And that's one of the things I know. It's like people with like in CrossFit, like people with gymnastics and swimming backgrounds are just like very fit people yeah. generally yeah, uh, for whatever reason. Swimming is one of the best cause it's something you can do until, yeah. Until you can't. And swimmers are strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. buoyant. It's well, and they're two gymnasts and swimmers too are like two disciplines that tend to have pretty strong shoulders, which is like a difficult thing to build. If you, if you're just coming into CrossFit and you're like not like putting stuff overhead and pull, you know, pulling your body up to a pull bar and stuff is, is stuff that people can tend to overlook. It's like running and bench pressing and all that stuff is kind of like the low hanging fruit of fitness. So, uh, yeah, swimmers and gymnasts tend to have like unique strength uh, capacity. So interesting. Um, were you good, a good water poloist? I mean, I was. I competed. I didn't. Yeah. Strive to get any offers in, at the college level. Um, played with guys, some guys here that did. Um, and it. I don't know how much you want to get into this, but I <laughs> not only being undersized, but I had some unique back issues early on too oh yeah so I had a couple pretty major surgeries when I was I think a sophomore um it was weird it so was just uh like during your water polo career yeah to where I really I was I didn't play the whole entire season did you have injuries or was it just like no a... the the first back one was a genetic thing I had like a yeah. benign growth in my back okay they had to carve it out and do a fusion um it just caused a lot of pain yeah so it was yeah understandable very limiting how much, uh, you must've ate a ton of food. Yeah. Just like playing a water sport. Like that just seems exhausting because yeah, you're, you're treading constant. water like the whole time. Yeah. And you don't have, well, he's already small. <laughs> so he's trying to try yeah. To you bigger. don't have, you don't have like flippers or no anything, right? No. I mean, a lot of the training, we would put the short fins on, um, yeah. how a lot long of is holding. a water polo game? Like how much time are you in the water? Jeez, I haven't played since high school. Or a match. Uh, I, I want to say it's a. Maybe eight minute quarters. There's four of them. Yeah, doesn't sound so like a long a time. time, but it's constant it's a long time. Yeah, it's a water. long time in the pool. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like uh, a uh, like mi- mixed martial arts or boxing or whatever. It's like three minutes doesn't seem like a long round until you're right. smashed in the face. Yeah, the whole time. Uh, and I can tell you from a very brief foray into kickboxing that it's just exhausting to move your body with high intensity for that amount of time. Sure. Yeah, that um, was always the, the fun part of jujitsu is you can just pin someone and just just lay let on, them struggle and you're yeah, just camp trying to be bit. as yeah. fat as you can on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or if you're like me and you're just eating punches the whole time, you kind of breathe, <laughs> kind of recover. <laughs> While you're just eating Not fist. a lot of exertion oh. there. <laughs> uh, Mike, what is your uh, – so I, I – one of the reasons I – multiple reasons I thought it would be really interesting to have you on, but, but – uh, I think possibly the most interesting is when I first met you, you were 
kind of leaving a career and buying a, a business that you seem to not know a lot about. Right. Nothing. Um, and I find that fascinating. So that's just kind of like, I'm a, <clears throat> you know, I'm a business owner and I'm, I'm, I'm into, I like, I like business and talking about business and learning how to, you know, run my business better and how other people do things. So I'm, and I'm, I figured maybe some of our listeners would be interested too. Like, uh, a lot of people reach a certain age and that type of life change is just out of, out of reach. It's just yeah. like, I got, I've got kids now, I've got a wife, I've got uh, a house and a mortgage and like giving up. So what, what career path were you in? You were in uh, like consulting or something? Healthcare. Healthcare. Um, so my, it? my entire career, yeah, I mean, going back so to out of college school, yeah, I was, I was in healthcare at some capacity okay. to change sectors. Um, but I was also, I mean, so you, I mean, what is that like 15, 20 years? I'm 47. So I was, I was working full time and going to grad school at night when I was 20. Um, so So since then, 20 plus years in the, in the healthcare sector. Uh, and then you thought I'm going to buy a sausage company. There's a little (laughs) more that goes into it than that, but I would say, just to use rough numbers, we'll say 10, 10 or so years ago. Um, read a lot of books just from grad school and always been interested in business. And just to kind of paraphrase phrase, it was in the back of my mind that I can do that. Or why, why don't I do that someday? Sure. So I became that corporate guy that always talked about doing it but never did for, for a period of time. But then I started really thinking about it and planning it and saving for it. Of course, talking to Jamie about it. Um, and it, it came to a point where I couldn't do a full-time job and have that search go on. The search itself is a full-time job. Yeah. So I was in a role that I didn't really enjoy, and the, de- the decision so, wasn't really that long. I'm sorry, you were, you were searching for a job or a, or a business? Like what something was your, to, something to something. do on my own. Yeah. Okay. A, a business. Like yeah. an opportunity, just kind of mm-hmm. oh, perceptive to what was out there a little bit. Yeah, it, it was kind of a three-pronged search. It was, it was of course, your existing businesses. There was some opportunity in startup, and then I looked at franchising as well. And I, at least in my head, that's the way those things broke out, and yeah. I, I wasn't comfortable making a decision until I really went through each one of those very thoroughly to see what opportunities were out there and what was a fit for me. Sure. What... Uh were you were you like I don't care what the business is, or were you kind of like these are the sectors or kind of areas I want to be in? Did you have it narrowed down? Were you thinking food or? No, food was actually the one thing I didn't want to do, and <laughs> yeah. and it's because I I categorized all food as McDonald's or yeah. some kind of restaurant. I mean, what would you say at that point? Like, what what is your skill set that you're thinking this is what I want to capitalize? So, like, if I'm looking for another job, it's like. Yeah, I know how to run a business, but my skill set obviously is in like health and fitness. So like if I'm looking for something else, kind of staying in that rough area is yeah. easiest for me. What, what, what do you feel like you're armed with going into this search? So I, I did start there. I looked at, so on the existing, I'm sorry, in the franchise model, I looked at like home health care. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at labs. Um, and I, I, I felt like I wasn't getting out of my comfort zone because to kind of counteract your point, it was what I was doing, but I wanted to make sure I was exploring other opportunities as well. And then on the startup side, there was a unique physical therapy uh, like equipment set of things. I, I brought it to the gym. I didn't bring it to the gym, but we had a conversation about that at one yeah. point because it was around balance, stability, mm-hmm. some NBA players were using it at yeah, the time. Yeah. So that, again, was still focused on kind of the PT fitness area. But again, I, I wasn't comfortable doing that until I looked at these other opportunities. Yeah. And so you've, you've, Oh, and before I forget, the one thing that really stuck with me was making that move and finding something that's extremely boring. It's okay. You know, (laughs) maybe that's the model as long as it's, it's producing and as long as it's profitable, it's okay to be boring. Yeah. So I, I kept that in the back of my mind as well. Um, and you, uh, what did you, 
What did you not like about your your situation? If I may ask, like, what was the thing that was like, I don't want to keep doing this? It, it it was boring. You just didn't want to work for somebody else, or that. And it, this sounds kind of quirky, but not only was I going through all of this, but I wanted to teach it to my kids. So I wanted them to say that my dad was in this environment, he took a big risk, and now we're doing this, and it's a family business. Yeah, I wanted to be able to say that. That yeah. was a big thing on my on my checklist. That's awesome. Um, and you know, we're two years in. There's no guarantees, but it's it's a decision. Yeah, but was... you bought a business that was established in oh, yeah, sure. 1965. And like the cool f- thing, the cool story too here is, I early on when I bought it, I can't remember the magazine. That's horrible. Um, but they did a they did a little write up, and you know, I have this Italian last name, but my mom's side's all German. Hmm. I was going to ask you about that. I grew up going to this store with my grandma. So mm, yeah. it, it was something a, I was very familiar with. They call it with. a Bavarian, or like they use Bavarian techniques or something. And the, the yeah, and even the, the style of, of the recipes. And this is funny too, not to jump ahead, but I'm not into it. But Jamie's gotten into that 23andMe stuff. Yeah. And Dom and Ali, the two sons we had together, are actually over 70 percent Bavarian Germany. Oh, really? Wow. Which is nuts. Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't think that with my yeah so you felt background. like automatically kind of felt a little connection yeah i mean all business. that started this yeah it made a lot more sense yeah uh so was this like uh i mean this had to be just a totally different like game oh, i yeah. remember talking about it and you were like just spending a ton of time there as you should you just bought a business like spent you know invest all your time there for a couple of years but like you're digging in and what was like the, like what was the biggest challenge was there anything unexpected that you had to do or just like yeah i mean the i think part of it was the timing with the pandemic oh sure uh, did you buy it right before or during after it's like right in the middle of right it right in the middle of it but the numbers were okay because these butcher type shops had curbside service people mm-hmm. were yeah they were doing well, it sold, a bunch of, sold a bunch of stores too isn't it like mm-hmm. they already had some contracts lined up with retail distributors and yeah we're in straws you're not just selling out of your location right and you just have one like physical location yeah that's it just the one storefront and everything we make is made that building as well if you do a google map on or earth you on that sean you'll kind of get a layout of the structure it's pretty unique for for the The location of the business but to, to finish out on your question yeah i didn't have any experience in the industry but i had a really good general business knowledge, management level knowledge. And I really honed in on, and I'm not trying to sound negative here, but the they've been around since 65. The guys I bought it from were essentially working there when they were 12 years old. It, yeah. It's all they knew, which is okay. Yeah. But they didn't have much of an operational or business uh, background. So I knew I'd be able to make some impact just doing things behind the scenes. And that's been my focus really the entire time. I haven't changed any of the products or recipes or, you know, why, why would I? Yeah. It was, if it was working, I mean, right. th- that, and that seems smart to me. Like just kind of, if you, if you buy a successful business, kind of settle in first, get the lay of the land, and then you kind of start to figure out where you can trim the fat and right. optimize some stuff. Trim the fat. I, mean, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> pun, pun intended, <laughs> possibly. Um, yeah, and it's it's like uh, I mean we we see that in in the fitness industry. Like I, um, you know, people would ask me what I thought about the 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 like the market or whatever for CrossFit gyms because it just seemed like St. Louis at one point was like a mecca of mm-hmm. CrossFit gyms. There was th- when we would do like events where we'd reach out to local affiliates. There's over 30 affiliates in the metro in the metro area. Um, but the the cost of entry is relatively low. I mean, for under I mean, realistically, I'd say for for twenty five thousand dollars or less, you could probably get an affiliate up and running if you're just a one man show because it's three thousand dollars for the for for the name, <clears throat> and then it's it's just a one time you know, fee. If you buy, it's yearly, but to get you up and running, um, and then you spend ten to fifteen k on equipment, you know, rent a space, and then have a little bit of operating capital, uh, you know, you can probably get up and running. But it's like the the disconnect between someone being like an athlete or or even a coach and a business owner 
oh, is sure. so present. I mean, you see people that are like, you know, regional or whatever, like sectional, semifinal, whatever they're calling the tiers of competition at this at this point, uh, or even games athletes that just think, oh, the next logical thing is to open a gym. I don't know the first thing about. They're great, great athletes and great coaches even, but they don't know anything about business or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, that what we see is that if a business person tries to open a gym and they don't, they're not really a CrossFit person. They're not really like, they don't know how the sausage is made. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this the rest. <laughs> uh, they don't know. They don't like drink the Kool-Aid or whatever you want to call it. There's kind of a disconnect there. Um, and you can, you can see that because they just think oh, I'll just hire somebody to do. So I was curious, like you, yeah. what was your, what was your knowledge level of meat and sausage and all that? I mean, obviously you had a little bit of a connection to the place, but you were just like, yeah, I mean, I eat sausage. I can figure it out. Yeah. It, that's a really good point. I see exactly what you're saying. Cause it, in my mind that translates to, you know, I can't be a total behind the scenes or absentee type owner. Yeah. You know, I got to dig right in. And that was, <clears throat> that was really important for me to make sure my staff saw that I was engaged and that I wasn't there just trying to make a buck and, um, make their lives harder. Right. And, and I did keep on a lot of the core staff and that, that are still there today. Um, but you just, you just dive in. I mean, I, outside of just grilling at home on a weekend or nice night, I didn't have any particular (laughs) knowledge of recipes or how things are made from a culinary standpoint. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's just relying on what they've built and the recipes that they have and learning at those and why, why they're structured the way they are. Um, you know, talking to customers, answering their questions, putting them at ease that I'm not changing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just having that level of visibility, I think, has put a lot of that to ease. Well, to yeah, where... they opened in 1965, yeah. so like they're, like yeah. you said, you like you went with your grandmother, right? Like, mm-hmm. imagine there's a pretty loyal clientele base. In Absolutely. That amount of time. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and I think that's a good way. You you can definitely, you know, not to say, yeah, I've seen I've I've seen a few like business people try to own or own or buy or open CrossFit gyms and and. Uh, try to just kind of make it work and that can definitely work. So not to say it can't work, but it, you know, there's a nice balance there, which sounds like you're, you're aware of and paying attention to, which is, which is important. Um, I was going to ask you something, but I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. What I'm also curious about is your, uh, because we are a gym and we're a, we're a, we're a fitness esque podcast, fitness proximal, (laughs) fitness proximal podcast what is your what was your um like health and fitness journey like post so you, you played uh water polo you went to college where'd you go to college i started at mizzou and that didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> um so i finished here locally at webster oh see, i started at webster and didn't work out <laughs> the opposite zone, then, right went up to michigan um did you did you do any sports in college, or did you did you stay fit? Yeah, I I, I did some intramural stuff when I was at Mizzou. Um, didn't really play any team sports when I was back here. Just did, I'm trying to think of the time frame. So I think then I was still doing my traditional heavy lifting that you learn in high school. Yeah, forms not necessarily the great. Uh, started to get, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Started to get into some running and then I completely transitioned from the weightlifting to more running halves, full marathons. I think that's a hell of a runner. I remember trying to (laughs) keep up with you. We had like a one mile run and was it like 20 shoulder to overheads at 185 or something? Oh, that was was just you just dusting us. (laughs) Yeah. Until the barbell came into play. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but from there I got into, a lot of triathlons. Oh, cool. so I brought my swimming experience yeah. back and kind of mirrored that up with the running and biking. And that was really fun, but I got to a point where I couldn't keep any weight on and I was tired of weighing sub one fifty. believe it or not. It was horrible. Yeah. So I, I wanted to find something where I could put some weight back on. So the gym I was at at the time, 
I was just doing my normal thing. And I, they had a little CrossFit stuff in the in the corner. They weren't really known for it. I tried it out and uh, st- really started to enjoy it, and then found you guys down here. What did you did they did they post a workout there, or did you look find something online? Or there was nothing from a technology standpoint. They posted something on a board every just day. A good old whiteboard. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was very. So this is like a CrossFit. like a traditional like what we'd call a Globo gym. Well, type. it was it was a, that Olympic gym, that heavy metal CrossFit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the their, their work, yeah, the lab. That's right. Yeah. Their workouts were every day was a very strong um, or very strict weightlifting portion. Yeah. And then you did the wad afterwards. It was yeah. a lot of programming. Which is yeah. pretty. It's pretty typical, I'd say. Okay. Not. I, I, everyone has their own opinion. Most CrossFit gyms I've ever gone to or coached at, it's been heavy lifting into conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, that's where the trick of programming comes in. Because yeah. in, in theory, if you got somebody like, uh, you know, like Joel or somebody who's aspirational to go to semi quarterfinals, semifinals games, uh, potentially that that's obviously a, gr- a great way to go about it. But that's in yeah. and probably for I would say of, of our membership base, there's probably twenty five percent or more of our membership base would like to do a weight lift every day. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's not the best move for seventy five percent of the the population yeah and i can say like from firsthand it's a lot harder to coach to actually coach so you had did you have any coaching when you were in in crossfit yeah i wouldn't say you had a little you had a little bit guidance you weren't just like right it was was a class yeah okay there was a someone teaching but i i wouldn't say it was very technical yeah form sure point um and this was years ago so yeah not that's true not to bad mouth Sure. Yeah. Whatever's going on at the lab, just just trying to get a perspective. Um, yeah, and then you joined. Uh, yeah, and I'm curious because I I don't I don't know specifically. I didn't pull up your your like your stats in Wattify, but I feel like you were pretty fit when you joined our gym. I've I, I mean not to sound <laughs> toot your own. That's the last thing I want to say, but I just I've. I don't think I've ever taken a week off of yeah. whatever activity I've been well, you doing. Just, you seem like you have that mentality. Like as long as I've known you, you're just like a, you're a guy that's just like, this is part of my life. It's, yeah. it's, it's a crucial piece. I don't give up on it. You, you, and I find that almost in some ways, like, yeah, you love to hear about people who've kind of fallen off, gained a bunch of weight, figured out how to get back on track and, and kind of turn their, turn their health around a little bit like that's that's great it's great story. but i also sure. am, am fascinated by people that like you seem like you've just been steadfast since also day one been not plagued with injuries but you haven't had your just a lack of them. yeah a lack of injuries yeah. and you come in you scale as needed modify as needed it's yeah, that's, I, I, that's I think important. the answer is it's it's a head game for me um it's just it's it's always kept me on track mentally um, not that I have like a clinical case of depression or anything like that, but it, there's probably a little bit of that there. And oh yeah. Doing this day to day, it's just, it's just become part of what I do. Yeah. yeah. I think just one of the most impressive things for me is just that like you've recently you've had like some shoulder things going on. So like a workout like today where we have a hundred shoulder to overhead, <laughs> it's like, you're still here. You're still going to work out. Maybe you're squatting instead of going right. overhead, but you're still working out. You're still getting the stimulus. I think a lot of people can take a lot away from that because I think the first inclination is, okay, my shoulder hurts. We're doing a hundred overhead today. It's like, I'm just not going to come and maybe right. I'll walk the dogs or something. It's like, nope, you're still here and you're going to talk to, uh, I think Joel's coach in the next class. Like you're going to talk to him ahead of time. Like, Hey, what are you thinking? This is what I'm thinking. You're, you, you have yeah. that conversation with your coaches. Mm-hmm. And I think more people can get a lot of value out of that. Yeah, and Mike Mike said he's working out at noon. So if you are watching this <laughs> and you want to see how this goes, come on in. There's <laughs> 57 minutes still from now. S- still spots available in the noon <laughs> class. <laughs> see it up up close and personal. Um, so you you're um, you're kind of like first fitness experience would have been sports. Oh yeah, like you played yeah. yeah when you were when you were young. When when was your first weightlifting experience? High school. Or did you have to lift in like middle school? I started some home stuff when I was probably in eighth grade, knowing that I'm going to high school the next year and I'm going to get killed. You're gonna, yeah, because you're nine <laughs> so years old. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there crazy. was there was some of that, and then it just 
for my size, I was, I just, I learned that I was pretty strong. So that helped keep me motivated to continue to weightlift. And what was your, uh, going back to, uh, like Mike as a child, what, what was your, did you have any like passions or stuff you thought you would do with your career? Like things you wanted to do? Like, did you want to be an astronaut or? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I, I think it relates back to some of my early injuries. I had, I had a, experience or two where the surgeries I had weren't the best so I um I got passionate around just health in general and I I guess initially my first wish was kind of physical therapy yeah Um, but man when I that was in high school yeah so you didn't have anything uh mid 90s yeah you didn't have any pipe dream stuff before that no no not that I can think of just kind of show did you show an aptitude or anything or you're just into sports and that was kind of yeah cla- the, the classic all-american mm-hmm. like barbecues and football yeah or yeah I mean, it was yeah. that was just I, you know it, i look back at that setting my i'm the oldest of five my mom's the oldest of seven and it sounds weird but my mom actually bought the house next to where she grew up so i had aunts and uncles that were five six seven years older than me so i and they were all super active and mm. many of them played college sports. So that was just part of the day. Yeah. You were, were outside. They, and did they, uh, eat relatively healthy? Are they listening? <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, not. There's, no, I just think it was, I you think know, the, whatever was uh, there we ate. There really wasn't a, no, a no diet. one's, li- no one's listening right now. Okay. <laughs> Besides me and Sean, <laughs> no, no guarantees on. So they weren't like, and that's, and that's super typical. I mean, we, we spend like Kelly and I go on, uh, you know, trips with family or go home for the holidays or whatever. And it's like, uh, you know, not to put anybody down, we're, we're the healthiest people there. And obviously there's a pretty broad spectrum mm-hmm. and that's a pretty typical, um, you know, kind of scenario. Like I, I kind of learned weight training and fitness from my dad and some healthy eating habits. Like he was, he would always come home from work and eat chicken and rice or something similar, just kind of, kind of a routine, uh, thing. And then, uh, he, he, I always remember us having a treadmill or like one of those weight, uh, stations. Like I remember those things that like had, you could go on different sides of it. It was kind of like a tower thing and it had like a lap pull down on one side, like a bench press thing Mm -hmm. on the other side. And you'd pull the pins out of the, like a cable thing. We had a Bowflex. Yeah, my dad's got a Bowflex now. Yeah. He kind of graduated to the Bowflex later. Nautilus, was that one of the... Yeah, yeah. Nautilus is one. And then we had, uh, for we went through a pretty strong run of Nordic track machines. You ever seen one of those? It's like the... Uh-huh. The, the, the rowers? The cross-country oh, skiing yeah. thing. Where you like... <laughs> you, sta- <laughs> you stand Like a on. Tony Little thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're still... I'm going to pull them up. I don't know if they're still in business. Uh, or if they still make the skier. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the original ski erg. Yeah. Uh, the original, yeah, pretty much. Um, it doesn't even look like they make it anymore. Ellipticals, bikes, treadmills. I was going to flash on the screen, but it looks like they've moved on. So good for Nordic track for trying to stay relevant at least. But, um, man, I really want to try to find one of those now. Nordic track ski machine. I just feel like people need to need to see. Oh, there it is. Classic pro skier. <laughs> Look at this thing. Uh, th- yeah. Oh yeah. So you I got can. a little you got a little pad there. You have to press your your body against, and then you just shift your feet back and forth and pull that down. But I mean, it was it was something. Eight hundred dollars. This is going for right now. Oh yeah, it's still I, on. It's still on Nordic Tracks website, I guess. There's. I say we get one for the gym. It, they're out of stock. It says right here, <laughs> they're sold out. You can't get one. <laughs> These are because they haven't made them. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were still low. sitting on the old stock from 1985. <laughs> uh, but it was like the 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 track, the base of it, and the skis were actual wood. Yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of like in the vein of the old those old water rowers mm-hmm. well but, old c2 rowers still had wood handles we got yeah. one in the pt room yeah yeah i, I love wish that. they'd go back that's, but the that's a good look well like the one that was in uh house of cards you watch that show house of cards Mm-mm. it was uh it was before kevin spacey got canceled but yeah um 
I thought it was a really good show. But he, they showed him going down into his basement using a rower, and it's like a water-filled rower. It's it's the rest of the whole thing's made out of wood, and I guess apparently, uh, rowing machine sales like skyrocketed after that episode went on. <clears throat> I wonder if did you ever watch the movie How High with Method Man and Red Man? <sighs> I don't think so. I'm I'm very aware of it. They're, I've never watched it. There's a scene where there's uh, Red Man is skiing. He's trying to go to the ski team. Wonder if, no, I'm sorry. It's row team. Row team. Mm. Wonder if the rowers increased in sales after that. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, every stroke he would smoke, uh, uh, take a hit off the the blunt. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think at this for till I till I got into CrossFit, I wasn't even aware that rowing machines were a thing. Like, I think if I'd walked into a gym, I would have been like, "That's a dumb piece of equipment." <laughs> But then, as soon yeah, as soon as I got exposed to him in CrossFit, like this is a phenomenal piece of equipment. Like it's mm-hmm. probably it's my number one recommendation for people that are looking. I'm like, if you never join a CrossFit gym uh, and you're like a runner, like my dad is a runner, and I was like, you got to get into rowing because it's like the opposite of running. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in a lot of ways because it's it's kind of posterior chain. It builds your your shoulders. Your, I mean, you're actually using arms for one, but it's kind of you know it helps offset. I think some of the damages of sitting get some hamstrings involved mm-hmm. um yeah but back to you <laughs> that was professional um, <laughs> yeah what uh how have how have you stayed um focused and how's how have you been able to keep fitness relevant as you've aged i think it's been a good it's just been a good timing thing. I initially, I didn't know a ton about CrossFit. I mean, how old is it now? It, CrossFit? Yeah. Uh, it, 13, 14. Well, I mean, it's it's been around for 20 plus years, but like mainstream. Yeah, in the 90s. Uh, yeah, I, I would I say like that, mainstream. I, I kind of like to use the CrossFit games as like a benchmark of like this is when yeah, it's that's true. become a little bit more it's like noticeable, 07. if mm-hmm. you will. So that was 2011, 2009 maybe. No, I think like 07, like they were, they were meeting up out in the first the games where you could just show up. It was 2007. Yeah. Right. Where you could just show up at the ranch. Yeah. And they did a few Netflix on those early yeah. episodes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They, that's been documented. And I'll uh, say, yeah, like 2007 is when I'd say it's yeah. and, really kind of uh, picked up some steam. There was some, uh, it, it was, it definitely existed before that, but the, the, so yeah, well, Glassman's started. I hope that's getting picked up. There's a dog fight going on. Um, Glassman was doing CrossFit training like well before that, yeah. but I think when Castro got involved and then fo- kind of formed the games, that, so that was around 2007. I want to say w- like he was doing stuff back in the 90s uh, yeah. with with CrossFit, so it's call it 20 years all in all. But so I'll say 2010, and when I when I first became aware of it, it was. Well, I didn't grow up Olympic weightlifting, so that's out of the question. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, so I, I didn't really pay much attention to it, but then just going to the lab and just doing my routine one-off, I just mm-hmm. got bored, and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And I say the timing's been good because now it is all about variety, and that's that's what keeps me going. Yeah. it's the. I do look at the workouts most days before I come in, but – I know it's going to be different. Yeah. Right? So it's that's what's been. Yeah. Well, and like Sean said, you you have a of of everyone in the gym, you have a, f- a phenomenal attitude towards like I can do this, I can't do that. Um, well, you just it, it's taught a lot of humility, right? I mean, yeah. it's yeah. going back to when I competed in some of those distance runs and and races. It's I'm I'm competitive, but and I think it's easier for me. I've had some discussions with some younger members about this. I can always just say I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. So that that's easy for me to put the ego aside. But you get to a point where you're in here, you're working, you're seeing improvements you're, yeah, overall. Yeah, you're just you're just here it's to all get matters. It. You learn to compete against yourself, not sure. check, yeah. check the box. Very true. Not the twenty year The other thing I've noticed is uh well when when was the last time you did a like targeted fitness? So like I would call running a race or doing a triathlon as like a targeted fitness goal. Like you're you're prepping for it, you're training for it, you execute. I, I'm so bad with numbers, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I think right before I got into CrossFit 10 years, 
Yeah, I'd say at least yeah. five years ago. It was a half marathon I did. Because uh, I find, I found as I've gotten older, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not that old, but I just definitely am feeling the ramifications of, you know, think, I just don't recover as well. Right. You, t- you get some, like, I used to be able to do pull-ups every day and just like destroy my biceps and just recover. And I was really good at them. And now it's like, if I do a hard bicep workout, I've got, you know, shoulder impingement or something. And I don't stretch properly or something. It's Mm -hmm. like, I need a a week or so. But, um, what I've noticed is if I want to, the stage where I'm at now is like, if I want to do really well at something, I really need to like target and prepare for it. Cause I used to, in my, 20s or even my early 30s it was like you could roll into the gym and somebody be like we're doing a max effort 1k row i'd be like great i'm just gonna hop on rip it now it's like oh if i know i got a 1k i i want like a couple weeks to kind of prepare and do some you know some prep work and stuff and we would obviously take care of that on the programming side of things in in the gym but like that's just what i've noticed is like i can't just hop on a rower and put up a pr uh, I've had this conversation 1K a lot row time. more recently mm-hmm. with older members because they're like, you know, we see like the younger members come in and just light their hair on fire every day. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. like you've lived a lot more life. Like you've yeah. you've yeah. been through some stuff. Like I've been through some stuff. I get it. it's like I maybe have two days a week if I'm lucky where I can really just yeah. send it. So like the rest of the time, it's like it's not maximal effort. It's relative effort. And I yeah. just don't want it. I don't want to hurt that bad today. It's like, I'm yeah. still getting something yeah. out of it, like, but I can still put up a top five or even sometimes a top three leaderboard performance in the gym, but not every day. Like I used to, I and like, I always tell people like the first time doing Fran is, <clears throat> or whatever, like benchmark, like short workout where like you yeah. have no reservation. You have no idea what to expect. You're just going to go in and, Oh, we still hammer gotta, it. We still got to do our Fran off. Mm. <laughs> so it's like when I do Fran, it's like, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I used to like today, my chest is pretty sore Dude, my chest is so and I remember back in the day, I would just be like, well, I'm, you know, you just got to get in there and loosen up. I would start workouts. I'm like, Oh man, I'm so sore. But like, you just loosen up and you just, you just go and you do it. Now I'm like, man, I'm really sore. I might better take care of myself. Like I need to stretch and loosen up. CrossFit was started um, in 2000 for the record. Hmm. There we go. Officially. Uh, yeah, I was going to say late, legally, late nineties. Legally, legally started in 2000. Oh, did somebody get a bath? <laughs> what dog? That's what's going on. Um, yeah, so I, I was just curious because I, I've, I've never really, I've run a couple five Ks, but they were like part of. They were either f- just part of training or they were part of a CrossFit competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I did one. Did a really really fun event out in Valley Park one time. Where it was a five K and Grace, the thirty cleaning jerks for time separately, Oof. and. Uh, I was really upset with how they scored it because I think if they'd scored it on averages, I would have podiumed, but they actually just scored Grace and the 5K. And some guy showed up and ran like a 17 minute 5K and then just left before Grace. <laughs> and just, and I Grace. took like eighth in the 5K and like sixth in, the, in Grace or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I probably would have shaken out pretty well. I don't think they, they leveraged it, uh, they didn't average it out that well. But um, I am interested in that. Uh, we talked about the high rocks mm-hmm. a while ago and Brian Sullivan said he'd be down. I really want to train up and do it's like a, what is it? It's kind of like a, basically you, it's a CrossFit competition, but it's, it's kind of more like a triathlon where, where you, it's a known quantity. Like, you know what the events are going to be, you know what the, what, what it looks like. It's like you, you run this far, you come in and you do 20 snatches at one fifteen or something. And then you, and, and nothing's super crazy. There's no like, yeah. So basically uh, you run one K you do an event, which is like a ski erg. You run a K, you do a sled push, you run 1K, sled pull, run 1K, burpee broad jumps, run rowing, run farmer's carry, run sandbag lunges, run, and then wall balls. And then done. That's right up my alley. Yeah, so it's all to run. We should do it. You, me, and Brian should go out and do it. And Sean. We'll make so Sean seven, do it. basically seven, eight, 8K with other stuff. Hmm. I mean, that's got to, How long does it take to run 8K? Well, 1K is a little under a mile, so... A miles, one point six. Like a, so it's probably thirty plus minutes of just running, thirty-ish. <clears throat> I'm just thinking if yeah. I run around a twenty-minute five k, mm-hmm. 
uh, so 30-ish, give or take. Add the movement. So that's like a 45-plus-minute event. Probably. The world record was just set. Sick. Was it that guy, Hunter or whatever? Yeah, Hunter McIntyre. It was 48-52. Yeah, I want to do one of those. They have oh, them sorry, in, that's uh, the men's doubles. Um, sorry, the singles time is 54-07. Oh, mm. wow. It's a lot longer than I thought. Um, yeah, I want to train up and do that. And that was a one-minute PR. So, it's hour plus. Yeah, I think I might start. I think I might start training for that. Then the they have them in like uh, crazy locations. Twentieth place was an hour like seven. Twenty-eighth place was an hour seven. Twentieth place. Twentieth hour seven. I mean, I don't know. I just got to start running. I think. Mara wants to do a <laughs> no, marathon. I think I can do everything else. I don't want to do that. Are you gonna do that with her? I might. Did you, did you say you ran? Did you run a full marathon? Mm-hmm. I've done. I think four. Oh really? What was your what was your best time? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up. I uh, my my problem with the full was I was I never know. I was never able to replicate my halftime. I know my halftime was because I won the event in my age group. What was I think your it was half-time? like a one twenty seven, one twenty eight. Wow. I can't do that now, That's obviously. Insane. But I ran a half marathon by myself one Monday morning, and it was like one fifty five. I think yourself that's horrible i've my I've headphones rode. died halfway through so it was just water jostling uh, for the whole rest of the i've rode and a half and full marathon and it was it was horrible i'm good i'd so much rather run a I half ran. or full i'd rather run a double <clears throat> marathon than row a marathon <laughs> i'd rather row but it was it was rough but i'd rather do that uh yeah so let's yeah let's train up and do a high rocks well, as I say, you um, can, see. they yeah. have them in like uh, a, a ton of cities too. Like, so last time we looked at it was like Cologne. So upcoming tomorrow, there's one Germany in Anaheim. And... Probably not going to make that. No. Um, I got stuff going on. Plus, I don't want to go to Anaheim. <laughs> London. Uh, we've got two day one in London. We need like, we need Hanover. one of like, bring some G&W sausage to the, to the motherland. Work yeah. trip. We need a, uh, we need one in like the fall. I think so. We got plenty of time, but we can what train up over the, the summer. Falls? Huh? What month is the fall? September. <laughs> September, thank you. Um, nothing in September. So we got New York in June. We've got Birmingham in October. And then Dublin. Don't, don't forget to Dublin. use your microphone, Sean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dublin in Dublin? October. Ooh, Dublin. Dallas See, that's what in I'm November. Saying. You, you could, London you, in November. This is a, a good excuse to take a trip to somewhere cool. Yeah. I'll go to Ireland. I'm not afraid. Leave, leave, uh, leave Kelly and Luigi here. <laughs> Go take a trip to Dublin <laughs> for a high rocks. <laughs> yeah, but you're and yeah, you're you're gonna plan it. How about I'll, she's we'll gonna book my trip. We'll take Luigi. <laughs> I'll babysit, and you guys can run it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, be fun. Mara's dying to watch Luigi anyway. That's true. Uh, so. Also, entries like Mike. Do you have any? Hundred bucks. <laughs> it's pretty cheap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They look. They look cool. I'm. I'm interested. Be something. And I just want. I've, I've never very scarcely done a, a targeted, thing like that. Yeah. Uh, like like John uh, Graham like did that bodybuilding competition yeah. a couple of years ago and did a bunch of prep for it. I don't think I could ever do that. No, I not can't. a bodybuilding competition. The nutrition. I, I like uh, the end of me. I like yeah, I just much. it just to me sounds like having a bad time for three months or whatever to almost months. die and then <laughs> yeah and then totally have to look like you're happy yeah and i get i'm not at all discouraging people from doing that it just doesn't sound like a challenge i want to do I, I like i like more of just like a physical challenge like i just want to have to to grit it out yeah um mike do you have any uh advice for staying active like what's what's your tip like if you have somebody that says uh you know, how do you do it? What's your, uh, what's your, what's your, uh, your catchphrase, your elevator pitch, staying fit. Um, that's kind of tough. I, I think just, I just fall back on the mental side of it. I I know that if I'm not in here, I'm not going to feel as well. Yeah. And that doesn't mean a lot of it overlaps with what you said. Um, you know, it doesn't mean I'm coming in here and RX and every day. Yeah. I'm in here. 
I mean, there's days where even doing the warm up I know is beneficial. So I'm glad that I came, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just that. Yeah, I feel wrecked. that. I feel that for sure. It just—it's a lifestyle. I mean, you thing. can catch me half the time. I just like begrudgingly slumber out of my office and slink onto the floor, and you know, Sean or whoever's coach sure. is like, "You working out?" I'm like, yeah, I guess. And then we start moving, and I start loosening up. I'm like, "All right," and like I'm just—I'm just doing it. But yeah, that's why I would say my my uh, phrase that for the last year has been my my go-to is like, "Check the box." Like we just gotta—you gotta. It doesn't have to be amazing. But you need to check the box that you had some movement, you did something, you took your joints through a range of motion, mm-hmm. you elevated your heart rate a little bit. It doesn't have to be the craziest thing. And like my Garmin watch will will now has like a status thing on it. So it tells you based on your training for the day, are you building aerobic capacity? Are you building strength uh, or maintaining or whatever? And uh, there are days when like seeing maintaining on there used to be like, oh, come, on, come on, man, I, I worked pretty hard. Maintaining? Like... <laughs> I feel like I got fitter today. Uh, so but, like, like, maintaining is okay. Maintaining's yeah. better than, uh, you know, decreasing or... Um, De- decaying. Yeah, decaying. It's yeah, absolutely. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think so that... Look it up. Well, today just says no status. I haven't done anything, oh. so it doesn't... It, it could be... Sitting here. It could be, like, diminishing. <laughs> 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 At the end of the day, it's like, hey, diminishing. <laughs> What about? Uh, what, no, I was just going to say that the other thing that popped in my head was longevity and just, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but the injuries I've had and the surgeries I've had in my head, I know if I'm in here doing what I'm doing, I'm, I'm prolonging the, yeah. the recourse of those things. And that, I think that's a really, that's important because that's a really hard hill for some people to climb. Like, because having an injury or surgery or something is, is difficult. It's hard to overcome that. And then coming to the gym is also difficult. So they kind of are just like, they feel like they're getting pummeled down and it's, it's, it can be hard. I think for a lot of people to look at the gym as that tool that increases longevity and helps recover. Cause it is a challenge. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially as someone who is an athlete and is pretty fit, like it's, it can be demoralizing having an injury where you just yeah. can't do something that you know like yeah. last week you were doing really really well yeah sure yeah and it's and at the end of the day it's really easy to not show up and to take time off and kind of just like um but that just eats you know me. whatever it feel sorry for yourself or whatever yeah yeah, yeah that's interesting because because i'm kind of uh i think i'm i'm a little bit the opposite where especially as i get older my my kind of fitness priorities change a little bit there's just days where I'm like, I don't really want to work out. And then I go in and I'm like, I don't, I'll just do something. And I feel so much better after doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I came up like, just check the box. So, and I, and I think for you're, you're kind of ahead of the curve or above the, above the curve because you're aware of that and connected with that. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And I think, cause you know, I speak to, you know, speaking about myself a little bit, it's like, I don't know how bad I feel till after I, work out if that makes sense it's like you don't know how i don't know i don't realize how much better i'm gonna feel till it's yeah till it's past you know there's days yeah. where i'm like i don't i don't want to work out i'm just not feeling it i'm feeling kind of creaky and just like super low energy and then i finally convince myself to do something and it's like man i feel so much better after uh just doing that and and the the long-term stuff can be hard to to look at mm-hmm. man after your after your track record and your the amount of time you've put into that it sounds like you're just dialed in like you're, you're very clearly seeing the benefits and the you know the positives from staying active yeah uh what about sure. career change what <laughs> i'm Going so fascinated here well i'm just yeah and i think you know we'll kind of we'll wrap it up here in the next couple of minutes but like in closing i like i'm i'm obviously fascinated by that whole concept not that i want to pick up and sell the gym but you know, I thought obviously when the maybe pan- we should trade for a couple months. Yeah, uh, yeah. When the pandemic hit, um, we had a lot of conversations about you know, hey, look, as and as a business person, I don't know if you you feel this way, but like I, I go worst case scenario pretty quickly mm-hmm. when something happens. If we if we have an employee leave or multiple employees leave or we got shut down for three months or whatever the case is. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. Like you're always going to have another thing. So part of my, part of my brain was like, Hey, this is just another kink in the road. 
we're going to figure it out. I'm an entrepreneur. I started this business from nothing. We'll figure it out. And the other part of me is like, this might be the sign to just cash in the chips <laughs> and, yeah. and walk away. So I have considered a serious life change. Like what would I do if I wasn't running a gym? Would I go pursue another gym? Like would I try to work at, you know, just get a job at another gym? Would I try to start something else from scratch? Would I switch paths entirely? Um, so what, what is your like advice? Or if you were going to do that again, what's like a big, the biggest piece of advice you'd give yourself Hmm. in that process? I feel like I did some good things in that I, I was thorough in my search. I planned well from a financing perspective. You planned a lot more than I would have. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, the thing, if I had to do it again, the thing I would be more thorough about is not assuming, not making too much of an assumption that, oh, it's been around since 1965. It runs itself, right? It's great. Yeah. I would have dug in a little more around just the, the, the due diligence of asking your questions and then drilling down three times more, right? Um, sure. And, and maybe that would have taken me to a position where I wasn't interested in buying the business. So it's, it's kind of a balance. And I think it's just the level of risk you're willing to take is what it falls down on. If you're, if you're so technical and, and, you know, going through your, your checklist of things that are important to you and how the business is operating, you can get to a point where you're talking yourself out of anything. Yeah. Cause so there's always going to be things you find. Right. So I, I, I think I would have done a little more of that than I did this go around, but I think you also need to be aware of a balance there. Yeah. Uh, any, any regrets in your, your business purchase? No. I, You're pretty it, happy with how it's going. Yeah. How long, you, I mean, how long have you been doing it now? Two years, three years, just over two, two years, two months. Um, and it's, I mean, I can sit here and list off the things that are I'm not happy about, right? Or yeah, the things that are of wrong. Course. But, but if you're happy about everything, then that right, seems boring right. as hell. That'd be, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be insane. No, if anybody says they're happy about everything, they're lying. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> but I, I think to the mentality is I'm all in here, you know? Yeah. I, I bought this thing. For sure. And I, I didn't plan this, but my oldest son, Luke's 24. He's working there full time. And he has been for about a year and a half. Uh, and Jamie went through the corporate, which a lot of people go through. She was 15 plus years in a corporate role. They did a reorg. They let go so many percentages of people. And initially it was like, great, I got the severance. We'll, we'll just kind of go with it and figure it out. And she started helping with the business. Oh, cool. And, and now she's still there. Yeah. So it's, that's awesome. Yeah. It again, those things so weren't you're planned. Like but truly building like a generational yeah. thing. It, and it's kind of full circle. I went in purchasing it that I was getting, I was moving away from. If I had a certain last name, I got a certain benefits, right, or, or perks, yeah, because of who I was. I had to, I had to chop that off. Yeah. And I had to not be. What's um, the word? I can't think of the word. I had to be consistent. No, I had to be consistent. I couldn't discriminate. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, just yeah. based off family members. Yeah. So, and I've been consistent with that. You know, Luke is, he's not getting anything more than anybody else has in there. He's got yeah. to earn his role. Yeah. So I had to go from that family dynamic of maybe a little too much mm-hmm. to level set. And, oh, wait, I got my family now, now and I need to still keep Meaning like mentality. the way the business was being run? Yeah, it was just, I don't want to get too, you know. Yeah, but it was, it was a, a family business in the 60s. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's something that I've read about that is difficult for people to do. It's like you you build this whole thing, and you want to hand it down to your children, your children's children. But like how you do that is important. Absolutely, like the, the process. You have to find a balance. Like you can't be too much of a dick to your kid either. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I uh-huh. worked for my dad briefly <laughs> in high school, and he was not the nicest person to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I also read. Um, if you're looking for something interesting, read that this guy Ryan Holiday that r- wrote the book um, uh, "The Daily Stoic." Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. 
he's a, he, he studies a bunch of like um, philosophers and like Roman emperors and stuff. And the Daily Stoke is a bunch of quotes from, I'm not remembering everybody's names, but Seneca was like a, one of them was like a slave slash prisoner in mm. like, like during, you know, the Roman empire kind of thing. And then one was a Roman emperor. And then the other, like Marcus Aurelius. And then another one was like, so there was a whole process. I, he was talking about handing that down. So like one of mm. these Roman emperors was literally had no claim to it whatsoever. He was chosen because they wanted to choose someone that kind of came from nothing. And like how he imparted all those, his like wisdom and everything to him to pass on is just fascinating. So I find that really interesting. So, uh, that's my, that's my plug for Ryan holiday and the daily stoic. Uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's our podcast. Gambit strategy podcast. Mike, thanks so much for uh, coming on. That's uh, fun. Appreciate having you. Hope you, hope you enjoyed Good it. Time. If you guys uh, need sausages, GNW sausage. Yeah, I put your I put your website link down on the. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> I'll throw it in the comments too, uh, or the the description. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, tune in next time. This has been the Game Surgeon Podcast. We will see you next time. Hopefully with, uh, well, at least at least Sean and I, and Sean will talk next time. Um, and uh, possibly know the guests, but let us know in the comments if you have a, like a nomination for a member you'd like to see us have on for uh, between two snacks. <laughs> and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Thanks.